Well, last Sunday was Vision Sunday, and we've already got good reports of things happening. And we've heard of one major mark-off from somebody's vision list already. And so what we want you to do as things begin to come to pass, whether it be, you know, a car payment, a raise, or whatever the case may be, you've got a good deal on a refrigerator, let us know. We want to rejoice with you. Amen? We're with you in this. Amen? And the vision shall be fulfilled. Look at your neighbor and say, and the vision shall be fulfilled. Amen. Say we, the money will come. The children will come from afar. The raises will come. The bonuses will come. The healing shall manifest. Jesus is Lord. Amen and amen. Praise the Lord. We are delighted to see everybody today. And Pastor Tom and, and groups, such a good job. Aren't you thankful for them? Amen. You know, years ago, I got this phrase in my heart, purposeful, powerful prayer will pave the way for the impossible to become possible. I learned many years ago from Kenneth Copeland, incidentally, he's going to be in Sacramento in a week or two. He said this, that prayer is the backbone for any ministry. And we have found out that to be true in all the 40 years that uh, Brenda and I have been here and our staff has been here and many of you have been here. Prayer is a must, is a key to growth in so many areas. And so I had in my spirit to declare seven days of prayer and fasting. You're going to see this real quickly. It's from March 27th to April 2nd. And we're going to take a look at what is the purpose of this season of prayer and fasting. Of course, how many of you know Easter Sunday is coming up? And of course, we're believing for at least 130 people to be saved in this building during the course of the year. So we're going to be praying about harvest. We're going to be praying about salvation. We're also going to be praying about miracles, both provisional and financial. And then we're declaring through our prayers the favor of God over our church family, over our partners. And then we're believing God for restoration, including people being restored back to the Lord and families restored. Amen. So don't get nervous when we talk about fasting. Let's look at what kind of a fast this is. This is a partial fast, laying aside some things that you like, such as sweets, sodas, caffeine, bread, not all at the same time, maybe, (laughs) and unnecessary things that just entertain the flesh, like television, social media, mobile devices, movies, radio novels, etc., and so on and so forth. So what you may want to do during the course of this, this is not only for you uh, corporately, but for you individually as well. The main thing is to be led by the Spirit of God, not your flesh. Amen. He may even lead you to lay aside some certain meals. Whatever you're led to do, make sure that you replace it with your focus for your waiting and for your affection and your heart set on Him. Amen. And then we want to encourage you to listen to worship music, read your Bible, listen to word-filled tapes, tapes, <laughs> word-filled teaching, right? Well, that, that dates me, I guess, Pastor Tom. You're not far behind. <laughs> Prayer and fellowship with the Lord. Set your face toward the Lord. Amen? And then this is going to start on Monday the 27th. That's where you will do some things individually. Look at this prayer list. Begin to pray about them. And then we're going to do a few things. Wednesday, March 29th, 7 p- 7.30 p.m. During our prayer uh, midweek service, we're going to have an entire prayer meeting. 
And then Thursday at 12 noon, prayer encounter. And then this one is special, Sunday, April 2nd, which is Palm Sunday. At 6.30 p.m., we're going to have all church prayer. Amen? And then Sunday, April 9th at 10 a.m. is Easter Sunday. Praise the Lord. So what I want to encourage you to do is read the book of Ephesians. Read a psalm, a proverb every day. You will grow. You will be enriched spiritually. So if you'd like a hand out of this, raise your hand. The ushers will get with you. Go ahead and keep your hands raised. There's several of you here. Amen. Say it with me, for the Lord is so good. And His mercy endures forever. Amen, amen. And you know, you may be in a situation medically where you're not supposed to fast anything. That's all right. Just fast negative things, thoughts. Yes. <laughs> fast negative words. Amen. amen. So we want this to be an all-inclusive blessing for each and every one of us. We're moving forward. We're moving onward in the things of God. Yes. Just keep your hands raised just for a moment. And they will get to you. Man, that was a good offering taken up there, honey. Beautiful. You know, they're talking about the Silicon Valley Bank crashed. You hear that? Well, the bank in heaven will never crash. Amen. And I believe this, that God will give you wisdom. You know, if you have an IRA or a 401k or a 403b, he'll give you the wisdom of God. The main thing is don't panic, but be led by the Spirit of God. I declare we're not going to have another 2008 around here. Amen. So praise the Lord. Just keep your hands raised just for a moment. Glory to God. Amen. I got a good word for you this morning. And we're also going to be receiving communion at the end of the service. Last Sunday, we talked about one main key ingredient that will enable us to experience increase in our lives. And that is the word focused. Does anybody remember what we, the acrostic for the word focused? Well, let me just remind you, fixed on Christ's unlimited supply each day. Fixed on Christ's unlimited supply. He has an unlimited supply of strength for you. He has an unlimited supply of wisdom for you. Whatever area that you are deficient in, God's got it. I'm going to say that again. Whatever area you may be deficient in, understand this, that God's got it. Somebody said, well, if God's got it, what good does that do me? Well, you can believe it. You can receive what he's got and you can say, I got it. Amen. I got it. I got it. I got it. Hallelujah. Something about the Word of God. I can feel it in my hands. I can feel it in my bones. I can feel it all over me. I've got Him. I've got Him. Amen. Well, whatever He's got, you got. Say, I got it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Father, thank you so much for this time that we have together today. I'm asking you, Lord, for utterance as I minister the word of life to these precious people today. Lord, I give you all the glory and all the praise for all that you have done, for all that you have already accomplished in this service. We couldn't thank you enough. 
And Lord, we thank you that increase is something that you have on your mind for each and every one of us. It is your very nature. Lord Jesus, we know that you came to reveal the Father's will. You said, I have come that we might have life. Well, that's increase. And that we might have it more abundantly. We know the devil is the author of decrease. He comes to steal, to kill, and destroy. And we declare he'll not do it here. He'll not do it in our minds, in our bodies, in our finances. No weapon formed against us is going to prosper. So thank you so much for speaking speaking to us today. And we give you the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. So today, just for a little while, we want to look at a major area that he wants you and I to increase in. The text we're going to look at this morning is found in Colossians chapter 1 and verse 9 and verse 10. Paul is praying for the church of Colossae. What belongs to them belongs to us. He said, for this cause we also, since the day we heard it, cease not to pray for you. In other words, this is an unceasing prayer that Paul prayed for them. And this is an unceasing prayer that you can pray for your own life and for your brothers in the Lord and sisters. Amen. I'd cease not to desire and and pray for you and to desire. This is a strong word, desire. I mean, this is so strong that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. I want to talk to you this morning how that your heavenly father wants you to increase in the knowledge of him. Notice this one word, filled with the knowledge of his will. That word filled there means filled to the full. It means filled to the brim where there's nothing wanting or there's nothing lacking. Filled overflowing with the knowledge of his will. The word knowledge of his will, we could say this, the knowledge of his word, or the knowledge of his plan for our lives. So he's saying, I'm praying that you be filled with the epinosis, which is the Greek word for knowledge there, It's not a natural knowledge. It's not a head knowledge. It's not a knowledge that brings mental assent into our lives. It is a heart knowledge. It is revelation knowledge or knowledge that is revealed to your spirit by the Holy Spirit who lives on the inside of you. Thank God for revelation knowledge. So Paul is praying that we be filled with the revelation knowledge of his word and of his plan for our lives. Can you say amen? Amen. And so some awesome things happen in our lives when we're filled with the knowledge of his will. Now I want you to pay attention now. Let's keep Colossians 1.9 up there for a moment. And let's keep it up there until we move on. Read it with me. Ready, read. For this cause we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to desire that you might be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Now, let's keep that up there. Notice the phrase, in all wisdom. In all wisdom. 
Wisdom basically is the ability to apply the knowledge that you have received. It is the ability to apply knowledge. We could say it with this way. It is the application of this revelation knowledge that you have received. Now, if you look into the perfect law of liberty and the word of God, you will discover that it is God's will for you to prosper. He said in 3 John 2, Beloved, I wish above all things that you may prosper and be in health even as thy soul prospers. There's two things. Prosperity in your soul, prosperity in your life, prosperity in your body. So knowing that it is God's will for you to prosper even financially is one thing. But in all wisdom is the application of the knowledge of that truth. In other words, he will give you wisdom to attain your desired result. He will give you a plan to get to your wealthy place. He will give you a plan to get to the land of debt freedom. He will show you what to do. He will lead you. He will guide you. He will connect you to the right plan. He will connect you to the right investments. Oh, the wisdom of God is vast and is ready to be attained by those who will ask for it. Amen. The wisdom of God. And in this area of finances, he may have you cut some things off. He may have you get rid of some credit cards. Can I hear an amen? He'll give you wisdom. The application of knowledge. Now let's talk about divine health. It is the will of God for every one of us to walk in divine health. But notice with me, that's the knowledge of God's word. But in all wisdom is, he'll give you the wisdom to attain your desired result. Sometimes it's doing something naturally. Are you listening to me? Along with the supernatural and applying God's medicine to your life every day, which we should be doing. You know, the word of God says, my son, attend to my words. Incline thine ear to my saints. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. For they are life to those that find them and health or medicine to all their flesh. And so applying healing scriptures to your life every day will do you oh so very good you know take the word of god hide it in your heart scriptures like he's redeemed me from the curse of the law i'm not under the curse i'm under the blessing jesus took my infirmities and bore my sicknesses by his stripes i was healed He was wounded for my transgression, bruised for my iniquities. The chastisement of my peace was upon him. And with the stripes that wounded him, I am healed and made whole. He is the Lord that healeth me. And so get these healing scriptures in your spirit. But also be led by the Spirit of God and attain unto wise counsel that comes from the Holy Spirit. Attain unto wise counsel and attain attain unto His wisdom. Hearken to His voice. That may mean doing something naturally. Like moving your body. Right? When I work out, I sing, I like to move it, move it. Now, you do not want to place 
a higher premium on exercise and diet than you do the Word of God. It's the Word that's final authority. But on the other hand, when you combine the natural with the supernatural, you've got a mighty explosive power for God to work in your life. Amen. And so use wisdom in this life. You know, you've only got one body. And whether you realize it or not, the body is not so much for you. You're not your own. The Lord is for the body. I said the Lord is for the body. He's for your body. He went to great, great, great effort to restore your body. He's for your body and your body is for the Lord. And you've only got one vehicle in this life to carry your spirit man around and the Holy Ghost. And so we want to make sure that we're fueling our spirit with the Word of God and that we're fueling our natural body with good things that will help us to finish our course. Tony Cook said this many years ago. He said, you are either finishing your course or your course is finishing you. Don't allow your course to finish, finish you by allowing things in your life that will become a detriment to your vehicle. Your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. So we need wisdom then in how we treat our body and what we do with our body. And the choir said, Amen. Like Mario Morello says, good preaching, Mario. Amen. Oh, I mean Mark. All right. There's things you can do. Household salvation is the will of God. You can be filled with the knowledge of His will concerning all of your offspring to be saved. But how many of you know? He'll give you wisdom. He'll give you a plan. He'll give you steps. He will give you unction. He will give you utterance. He will give you the ability to stand in a time where it looks like nothing is happening, to stand in the storm with your hands raised up, declaring the very end from the beginning. That's the wisdom of God. Calling the things that be not as though they were. How long, Pastor? Until they are. Amen. So put your hand over your heart and say, Lord, show me what to do. And I will do it. Show me how to do it. And I will do it. Show me when to do it. And I will do it. You know, the Holy Ghost is in show business. He will show you things to come. Ask and believe for wisdom. Wisdom is essential. It was necessary for Jesus in his life. You know, Jesus, when he came to earth, he laid aside all of his divine privileges. And Jesus had to grow. He found himself in the word of God. When he stood up on that Sabbath and he said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. But before he read from the book of Isaiah, the Bible says he found where it was written. Jesus had to grow in wisdom. If he had to grow in wisdom, Marcos Francisco Tomas must grow in wisdom. And so must... Oh, I just revealed my middle name is Francis. I'm not proud of it, but I didn't name myself.
In Luke 12, 2, 52, it says, And Jesus increased, I love this, and was ever advancing, I have a different translation, was ever advancing in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and man. That's very interesting to me that when we grow in wisdom and when we grow up spiritually, we also will grow in favor with God and with man. Wisdom is the principal thing. It is a major key in getting what the knowledge of his will provides. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 5 through 7 says that we are to get wisdom, get understanding, forget it not, neither decline from the words of my mouth, verse 6, forsake her not, and she shall do what? She shall preserve thee, and she shall keep thee. Oh, I want to be preserved. Do you want to be kept? Oh, absolutely. All of us do. Notice verse 7. It says here, Wisdom is the principal thing or the essential thing. Therefore, get wisdom and with all thy getting, get understanding. Amen. So, we see here in Colossians chapter 1 and verse 9. Let's look at that again. And I want to read it to you. For this cause we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to desire that you might be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Now notice verse 10 and read that with me. That you may walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. So there we see again, increasing in the knowledge of God. Did you know that each and every one of us are to be growing in revelation knowledge? The spirit of wisdom and knowledge in the revelation of him is the greatest need of every believer. My people are destroyed for a lack of revelation knowledge. The Amplified says in Proverbs 29, 18, I think I can quote it pretty accurately. It says, where there is no vision, the people perish. Where there is no redemptive revelations of God, the people will perish. So here again, we see the importance of being able to see what God sees. Because where there is no vision, where there is no revelation knowledge of your redemption... In Christ Jesus, what happens is people perish. But on the other hand, if you will apply yourself to knowledge, if you will meditate in the Word of God day and night, if you will see and say what God's Word says about you, redemption revelation is going to come up in your life. It's going to get stronger and stronger. You're going to know beyond a shadow of a doubt that you are the righteousness of God in Christ. You're going to know that you have been redeemed, that you are a new creation. Hallelujah. So we want to make sure that we understand that revelation knowledge is not something would be nice to have. Revelation knowledge is a must for each of us to have. Mark Hankins said this. He said, The spirit of wisdom and revelation, 
opens our eyes to see the unlimited possibilities of God. Do I need to read that again? Let me say it again. The spirit of wisdom and revelation opens our eyes to see the unlimited possibilities of God. Glory to God. How many of you remember a gentleman by the name of Chuck Yeager? Chuck Yeager, many, many years ago, was the first one to break the what? The sound barrier. He was in a vehicle that enabled him to go through the sound barrier. It was a breakthrough. I want to say this to you. That the vehicle that God uses in our lives to see things we've never seen before. To go places we've never gone before. And to receive things we've never received before. That vehicle is revelation knowledge. And that's why the Apostle Paul emphasized it so strongly. He prayed over and over and over again for the church at Ephesus. And this is a prayer that you can pray for yourself. Please pray it for me. I pray it for you on a regular basis. I love Ephesians 1, 17 through 23. Let me just quote it to you for the sake of time. He prayed that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, would give unto us the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. The eyes of our understanding being flooded with light that we may know what is the hope of His calling and what are the riches of the glory of His inheritance in the saints and what is the exceeding greatness of His power to us who are to believe who according to the working of His mighty power which He worked in Christ when He raised Him from the dead and set Him at His own right hand in the heavenly places oh somebody help me far above far above all principality and power and might and dominion in every name that is named not only in this world but also in that which is to come Woo! and 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 he put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church which is his body which is you which is me all things are under our feet Hallelujah. When the lights come on, baby, it's a new day. It's a new dawn. It's a new season. When the lights come on, when your spirit is flooded with light, there is no darkness. There is no challenge. There is no test that can stop you because your heart has been flooded with light. Hallelujah. And it is the entrance of His Word that gives us light. So make sure that you're allowing the Word of God to enter into your heart, not just on Sunday. But make sure the Word of God is entering into your heart on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And when you come Sunday, there'll be an explosion of resurrection power in your midst. And the goodness of God and the glory of God shall be seen all around. 
And the saints of God shall abound, and great grace shall be upon you all. Hallelujah. Great grace. Great grace. Great grace shall be upon you, and great grace shall be upon this place. Hallelujah. Say with me, thank God for resurrection power. Thank God for revelation knowledge. Barclay's translation, and I don't mean Charles. You know who Charles is, the guy that doesn't like the Warriors. Well, we don't care whether he likes the Warriors or not. We like the Warriors. And the Warriors did pretty good last night against Milwaukee. Hallelujah. Steph Curry was unconscious in that fourth quarter and overtime. That's not my message. But William Barclay said this. I love this translation. I pray that your inner vision may be flooded with light to enable you to see. Your inner vision. That's the eyes of your heart. Amen. Now let's look at a couple of the blessings that belong to us and that are included in the knowledge of God. In 2 Peter 1-2, great verse of scripture, he said, grace and what? And peace will be what? If something's multiplied in your life, that means it's increasing. So grace and peace will be multiplied in our lives through revelation knowledge of Jesus and our Lord. Now, I like Knox's translation. I think we have it there. Knox's translation says this. May blessing and peace be yours in ever-increasing measure as you advance in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. I'm going to read that again. Pray this with me. May blessing and peace be mine in ever-increasing measure as I advance in the knowledge of God and of Jesus my Lord. I don't mean it arrogantly, but I believe this, that you and I here are in the advanced class. Hallelujah. And so, grace and peace be multiplied. Oh, we want His grace to be multiplied. We want His peace to be multiplied in our lives. But the vehicle is through revelation knowledge. And revelation knowledge must be acted upon. For faith without works is dead. Thank God we have faith and we can put our faith to work. Notice what Job said in Job 22, verse 21. Look at this. He says, Acquaint now yourself with him. Agree with God. Well, that's not the way I was brought up. Well, if the way you were brought up doesn't agree with God, you need to make some changes. Agreeing with God is simply seeing it in his word and saying yes and amen. For all the promises of God, say it, are yes and amen. Now notice this. Acquaint now yourself with God. Agree with him. 
and show yourself, this is my responsibility, I must show myself to be conformed to what? To His will. If we're going to be conformed to His will, we must not be conformed to this world. Because the world's system and the way they are moving is in direct contradiction to God's system. Amen? And so he tells us, be not conformed to this world. The mere fact that he told us not to be conformed to this world means that if we don't apply ourselves, we could be. So do not be conformed to this world. Their way of thinking, their way of talking, their way of acting. But rather, be transformed. Transformed. Not by the removal of your mind, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Why? So that you may prove what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. Amen. So back to Job 22. Acquaint now yourself with him. Agree with God. Get to know him. Show yourself to be conformed to his will. And you will be at what? You'll be at shalom, shalom. And by that, you shall always lack. No, I found a scripture in Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not lack. I shall not want. And be at peace. By that, you shall prosper. Amen. It gets quiet when you talk about prosperity. Why? Because many are on the road to it. And that's okay. Don't condemn yourself because you're not there yet. You're on your way. Say to me, I'm on my way. Now notice this. By that, you shall prosper. Now say this real, real strong with me. I shall prosper all the days of my life. I will prosper. And he goes on to say, and great good. Oh, it's going to come to you. Thank you, Lord. All the benefits of revelation knowledge. Remember what the Apostle Paul said in Philippians, the third chapter, in the 10th verse. He said this, that I may know him. That I may become more intimately acquainted with him. Amen. That's our heart desire. That's what Paul's desire was. That I may know him. And then it goes on to say, and what? And the power of his resurrection. Oh, glory to God. Resurrection power is revealed to those who set their heart to know him. Resurrection power is revealed to those who believe the report of the Lord. I ask you this morning, whose report will you believe? You know what the answer to that is? I will believe the report of the Lord. Let's try this section over here. Whose report will you believe? Whose report will you believe? It's a little weak. This section here. Whose report will you believe? How about you over here? Whose report will you believe? 
That's about 80%. Now everyone at one time. Whose report will we believe? We will believe the report of the Lord. Amen. We believe it. We believe it. When you know Him, you will experience Him. And what you will experience is the power of His erection. God made Jesus to bear and to become all that was wrong with us. In our spirit, in our soul, in our body. And then He vaporized it with the power of His resurrection. Glory to God. So good. And Daniel 11.32 says this, But they that do know their God, they that do know their God, those that have revelation knowledge, will change continents, will change nations, will change neighborhoods, East and West Oakland. They that do know their God, will change the landscape in Ukraine. They that do know their God in the United States of America will see great changes happen in our nation. They that do know their God, they're going to be weak and emaciated and barely able to make it through a day. No, they that do know their God shall be strong. Hallelujah! We shall be strong. Stand up, brother. Look at this brother here. He plays professional football uh, for a, uh, a semi-pro team. You think this brother's strong in the natural realm? Well, that's all, every one of us look like that in God. When we do know our God. And they have exploits on the football field, but we're having exploits in our neighborhoods. We're having exploits on the business. We're having exploits in our life. Come on, stand up everybody and shout, They that do know their God shall be strong and do exploits. Praise God. Well, I trust you got something out of today. God is good and He is good all the time. Amen.